Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you realize that not everything is what it seems. I'll also be interviewing Shira Gura, who shares her book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Wellbeing. She developed the stuck method to help you reframe any situation you are struggling with. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. A doctor rushed into the hospital after being called in for an urgent surgery. He immediately answered the call, changed his clothes, and went directly to the surgery ward. He found the boy's father pacing in the hall waiting for him. On seeing him, the father yelled, Why did it take you so long to get here? Don't you know that my son's life is in danger? The doctor smiled and said, I'm so sorry I wasn't in the hospital and I came as fast as I could. Please calm down so I may start your surgery on your son. Calm down? What if your son was in this room right now? Would you calm down? If your son were to die while waiting for his doctor, what would you do? Said the father angrily. The doctor smiled again and replied, We will do our best and God willing your son will be well. Giving advice when you clearly don't care is so easy for you, isn't it? Murmured the father. The surgery took some hours, but was successful. Thank goodness your son is doing well, the doctor happily informed the father. And without waiting for the father's reply, he hurried out the door saying, if you have any questions, ask the nurse. Why is he so arrogant? He wouldn't wait a few minutes for me to even ask him about my son, commented the father after seeing the nurse a few minutes after the doctor left. The nurse answered, tears streaming down her face. His son died yesterday in a car accident. He was on the way to the funeral when he was called in for your son's surgery. And now that he has saved your son's life, he left quickly to bury his son. Not everything is what it seems. The story I just read you was pretty extreme, but it's a really good example of how we often have a certain perception and then we react how we feel. I'm sure every single day we do this many times and don't realize it because the consequences aren't as great as perhaps what that story was. We can only imagine what that father must have felt like when he realized that the doctor had just lost his son. In previous episodes, I've discussed with you about thinking errors. Thinking errors are essentially the skewed perception of what we believe to be true, and that often causes us to have conflict either internally or with other people. Because remember, whatever our belief system is determines what we think, what we think determines what we feel, what we feel determines what we do. There are 15 common thinking errors, and I'll let you review them on my site. I actually wrote an article about this, and you can go directly to jamesmillerlifeology.com, and in the Lifeology article section, you scroll down, and you'll see the article entitled Thinking Errors. Some of you may say, well, James, what is a thinking error? Can you give me an example? These are a couple examples. Blaming other people, keeping score, always feeling like you're right, feeling like a victim, catastrophizing, or in other words, making a mountain out of a molehill, stereotyping, black and white thinking, filtering things that you only hear one thing when that's really not what the other person said. So it's really important for you to read this article, and you might be surprised that you use more of these than what you think. With these 15 common thinking errors, it's going to skew however we perceive any situation. Because remember, just because you have a thought or just because you have a feeling does not mean that that's necessarily true. It's only true if you believe it to be true or you want to feel that way. 
When we can remove these thinking errors from our life, it causes us not to have internal or external conflict. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. But unfortunately, if you do find that you have conflict, you're probably enacting one of these thinking errors. My guest today, Shira Gura, wrote a phenomenal book, Getting Unstuck. Her methodology will help you specifically reframe the situation and figure out what is really going on. But I wanted to give you an understanding of why you may have a certain perception, a certain type of feeling, because more than likely you're enacting one of these thinking errors. So remember, just because you think something to be true, or just because you feel something to be true, does not mean it really is what it seems. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. Shira Taylor Gura is a well-being coach and author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being. She created the Stuck Method to help people learn how to turn their stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. She is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and has been a guest on several podcasts, including the award-winning Entrepreneur on Fire podcast. She lives with her husband and four children in Israel. So welcome to my show, Shira. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you here. And of course, coming here all the way from Israel as well. So it's, it's a treat for us to have you be a guest today. Thank you so much. Now, your book is a phenomenal book. You know, the whole method of getting unstuck, and we're going to talk about all that as well. But for me, when people typically would come to someone like me to learn how to get unstuck, uh, and I have my hands in quotes right now as, as, the, as the expert, if you will. And so for me, it's, it's wonderful to have to know that there are so many amazing books, but yours specifically, which helps the layperson figure, that, figure out how to do that on their own, because I think that's so many things that people just don't realize there's such a need for, and there's such simple tools and techniques which you've created that can really help people just live a life that's full of happiness and joy and not get stuck in whatever situation they're in. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to to share more about it. Well, let's talk specifically about just what was the need for this book? I mean, let's let's I guess just look about your own life. What were some of the things that you were struggling with and then finally you're like, you know, there's got to be an answer to this. Hmm, that's a good question. So, about 3 years ago I started a blog and at mm-hmm. the time it was called Stuck in the Muck 365. And basically I started the blog just out of it, it was basically an interest to to write like a, a journal. It my mm-hmm. intention with the with the blog wasn't really to create an audience. It wasn't to turn this into a business. It was basically just to help myself get out of uh, mucky situations. And mm-hmm. I would write weekly. And basically, like I said, it was like a journal. I was just writing um, maybe a situation that I had with my husband or a situation that I had with my kids or um, a neighbor or my boss. And kind of processed through it and through that writing over a couple of years of, of writing um, regularly, I turned this into, I, I created basically a method for myself that would ha- basically, so it would help me when I found myself getting stuck, that I would be able to move out of that stuck place and get unstuck. And that's basically how this whole thing started. Again, it was, there was no intention of all of, of this going any place other than my personal, you know, 
my, my my own well-being. Is that amazing how that happens when all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're doing something for ourselves and all of a sudden it just turns and morphs into something that was completely out of the blue and it kind of launches us and propels us into our destiny? It, I just, I love those types of stories. It's, it's amazing because I wasn't even advertising it. Like, I don't even know how people found <laughs> my blog and all of a sudden people were That's subscribing so to it, right? And they were saying, <laughs> I love your stories and I identify with your stories and you should write a book. You should turn this into a book. And I'm like, okay, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Well, can you give us some of the examples of for yourself, your personal story as far as being stuck in the muck? Mm-hmm. Just so people have an understanding, I guess, of what would be more of a day-to-day struggle that you have that they can relate to themselves. Because I definitely want to talk about the specifics in the book, but just so they have a better understanding of your struggle, your, your mucky struggles, if you will. Yeah. I mean, they could, again, they could range... They could really range in terms of who it's with, um, you know, where it's with. Typically, when we get stuck, it's 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 a it's with a habitual um, uh, trigger, you know. If whoever mm-hmm. that person is, it's usually not something random. Of course, you know, if you get stuck in traffic, you know, that happens to all of us. But yeah, that, that's not really what I was writing about in the book. I was really writing more about like the uh, the habitual um, triggers. So for me, what I was writing about actually a lot in my book, um, by the way, I'm very honest in the book. I'm very vulnerable in the book. And a lot of my stories had to do with my husband as much as I mm-hmm love my husband and we have a strong marriage and thank God everything is okay. We have four kids. Um, But I used to get really stuck on him and things that he would do or things he wouldn't do. So just as a a really like quick example um, and a story I have in the book was one particular Friday, I worked so hard to clean the house and to cook this beautiful uh, dinner for Friday night. And the whole family was there and we all sat down for dinner and I was just waiting to be acknowledged for the food that was prepared and the fresh bread and the beautiful cleaned house and all of that. And he didn't say a word. And I was, I was, I was trying to like pull it out of him and, and I was being a little bit passive aggressive and I was like, so how's, how's the soup? I think we've all been there before too. (laughs) We can all relate with this. (laughs) And and I just, and I was just getting redder and redder and angrier and angrier because he wasn't getting it. Like, all I wanted him to do was acknowledge me. All I wanted him to do was to say, thank you. Right. Something. And he did nothing. And, and I was getting stuck. I unconsciously was hurting myself because I was mm-hmm. expecting a different behavior from him. And so I went through my process, the the stuck process, which is an acronym, S-T-U-C-K, in order to get in order to not be angry at the dinner table with my family. That's just one example. But of course, in the book, it's it, when you read the stories, they're um, they're funny. There, there's a lot of self-deprecating humor in the book. So the way I'm explaining it now, I'm kind of just like, you know, telling you the story, but as sure, I write sure, it, sure. it's like, they're kind of funny because when you look back on it, they are quite funny, right? Like in the moment, you're like, you know, you're, you're so winning, you can't see the humor, but when you write about it, when you look back on it, it's like, gosh, that was kind of funny that I was stuck on that. Yeah, I do. I totally understand about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a little bit of your educational background. So you have a bachelor's degree in psychology, correct? Yes. And a master's degree in occupational therapy? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wonderful. Okay. And so how do you think that prepared you not only as a professional, but also just in general to write such a phenomenal book? Hmm. Well, the psychology certainly helped me because it gave me a Mm -hmm. really nice um, background and kind of broad perspective on the many various therapeutic tools that exist uh, in the world today that people use, um, not necessarily in therapy, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for just for your own self-help. So that was certainly like the best background I could have gotten for that. Um, And with occupational therapy, what we do as occupational therapists is we look at individuals and we try to increase their independence in whatever capacity they are needing, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, whether they're a child in school. It's a very holistic approach. And so what I am doing with this work, with Getting Unstuck, is also a very holistic approach. It is one system, and it's a repeatable process that you can use over and over again in your life. But at the same time, it's very individual. And every person that is practicing this is basically looking at their own lives and saying to themselves, what is that one place that I'm, where I get triggered? Where is that one place that I'm getting stuck? Mm. And, and how can I how can I change that? How can I find opportunities in those moments? What can I do to, to shift my world so that I'm not, I'm not falling into those places? Um, so those were basically those, those two, um, those two degrees were, I didn't know it then, but those of course, like, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Right? They were, you don't know then. Yeah, yeah, they were great preparations for what I'm doing now. Yes, exactly. Well, let's then transition into the book itself. So the book, it's called Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being. So tell us more about what people would find in that book. So the book is divided into three parts. The first part is the theoretical part of the method. So you will understand, Mm -hmm. I go through the five different steps. I explain um, how you would apply the steps. I give examples in that first part. So that's like the theoretical basis. And that's really super important to to do and understand and to read in order to be able to apply it to your life. The second foundational pieces. Yeah. The second part of the book, which is the meat of the book, are my personal stories. And many of those stories came from my blog. Um, certainly not all of them, but many of them did. And the second part is actually divided into seven chapters and those seven chapters are emotions so oh interesting i like this mm -hmm. so the seven chapters are fear anger aversion pride gloom desire and joy because you can actually get stuck on something positive like Mm -hmm. joy so i have stories for all of those emotions because just like everyone else in the world i get stuck on all of those emotions. And so I give examples. And again, they're just, they're just, you know, not just examples, but it's the whole story. And there's a lot of humor in the story, in the, in the stories. And then the third part I call embracing the method because while I am offering a new tool that doesn't exist in the world, you know, it's, it's new to the world and Mm -hmm. I am sharing the stories. It doesn't really end with just getting unstuck. Like it could, but it doesn't have to be. And you could take it the next step forward, which is basically trying to find the meaning 
of those mm-hmm. stuck experiences. Why did that stuck experience come into your life? The lesson. The lesson, mm-hmm. yeah. And what opportunities are there for you because those experiences came into your life? So that third step is wonderful because it really opens up a whole new um, a whole a whole new world. So it's not just about like yes. your story, but it's like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I, I can take this to another level. And um, it's very quite inspirational, that that last part. Yes, it is. Yeah, and that's something I do on my own, like for like a really silly example. It's like if I'm walking my dog and he's pulling on the on the he's pulling on the, the leash because he wants to go smell something, which that's what he does. He's a dog. But if I'm like on my phone or I'm have my coffee and I'm like get so frustrated, you know, one of the lessons I teach myself is I simply, instead of yelling at my dog, because he's a dog doing what he does, I just simply say, James, what are you learning about yourself right now? And then often it's like, oh, well, apparently I need to learn patience today. (laughs) Patience was not on the list of things that I thought I needed to learn today, but apparently it is. So when you can thank the experience, or sometimes even I I kind of funnily uh, thank my dog. I'm like, thank you, Bosley, for teaching me patience. (laughs) (laughs) Because clearly I need to learn patience today. But I think that's a a wonderful thing. So who knows here, we may have another book, you may have another book that talks specifically about that part. Part of it as well. It could be. I have about four <laughs> more books know. in my mind. So, oh my gosh, yeah. of course you do. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I wanted to go back to the seven chapters when you when you differentiated between those seven emotions. Is that what you found in your own personal life and maybe some of the uh, research you've done with, with people you know that you found that things were broken up into those seven, I guess, um, categories? Yeah, well... Seven emotional categories? Yeah, again, it, it, it's kind of backwards. So I, I, I was blogging for like three years and then I decided to turn this into a book and I knew I wanted to include the blogs into the book, but you, I didn't want to just, you know, throw them all in haphazardly. I wanted them to have some sort of structure. And sure. I decided to go through each blog slowly, one by one, and really dissect it and try to figure out which emotion I got stuck on. And I found that there was a range of emotions that I wasn't only getting stuck on anger and I wasn't only getting getting stuck on frustration and that I was getting stuck on some positive things too. And so I did some research on emotions and, and, and I created this chart, which is in my book. It's called the Stuck Methods Chart of Emotions. And that basically breaks down emotions into those seven major emotions and Mm. aside next to them are the related emotions like next to fear there might be anxiety and apprehension and despair yeah Yeah. and it's really helpful it's super super helpful because when you're doing this work one of the steps is recognizing what emotion you're feeling and Mm. and i notice that many times my clients can't name the emotion they don't know what they're feeling and then i show them yeah then i show them this this chart in the book and then it's like oh it's so easy they just circle it they 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 point their (laughs) finger they're like oh i'm feeling you know defiance you know or or whatever it is it's very um it's very helpful to them so that's why that yeah that's the reason i put that in the book Oh, I really like that. You know, it's almost, I want to say it's like a decision tree, but, you know, I yeah. think sometimes those those external, um, I guess, um, charts or graphs or just um, the things that the, the supplemental parts of it can really pinpoint things when our, our cognizant mind or conscious mind struggles with finding that word because we're like, oh, I don't know what I'm feeling, but it's something. And then I so it's, once again, this is a phenomenal tool that uh, my listeners will be able to really implement once they read your book. 
But I wanted to transition to the actual method itself. So like you said before, so STUCK, it's, a, um, it's an acronym. So let's go through each one of those letters to help my listeners understand what, how this methodology works. Sure. I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version because okay. um, I typically do workshop, workshops on this and the workshops are like two hours long. Oh, okay. right. So we don't have time for that. But I, yeah. I want to. We I have mean, nine minutes left. Yeah. Right. So okay. So I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version, even though I would love to do more. I know. And I would love to, because I really feel like to to really teach it, I really need to explain and go de- in detail. But mm-hmm. I know we don't have the time for that. So the Cliff Notes version is: so you're in a situation, you are whatever, you're angry, you're, you're, whatever your story is, the first step, there's actually prerequisites. There's things that you need to do even before you get unstuck, but I don't have time to get into that. But so S is stop. That is the first, um, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. And stop doesn't mean stop thinking because that's impossible. You can't stop yourself from thinking. Of but, course, yeah. but the S, the stop is basically means to redirect your attention to something that is in the present moment. It's basically so anchoring yourself. Anchor yourself. It's like a mindfulness tool to mm-hmm. um, close your eyes, tune into your breath. Um, you could do something like walk away from the situation. You know, there's lots of different ways you can take a stop. Typically, for me, it just means closing my eyes and taking three breaths. T is for tell. And this is the step where you are accessing your emotions. So typically when we are in a difficult, challenging place, we tend to avoid or we tend to resist our feelings and then we, you know, cover them up or we we turn to something in order to feel better. Instead, I suggest with this with this step, basically allow yourself to feel your feelings. Acknowledge what you're feeling and feel them. We don't typically do this in our, uh, in our world today. And, and then, and name it, right? So you would say like, I'm stuck on anger, for example, and you could be stuck on more than one emotion, but you, you name it, you name what you're stuck on. The you is for uncover. And this is where we access our thoughts. So when we got triggered, that moment that we got triggered, there were, there was some kind of thought that arised in your mind. And Mm -hmm. this is the moment where you basically look at those beliefs. Typically, most of the beliefs that are in our minds, most of the thoughts that are in our minds are not 100% true. And yet we act as if they are. As if they are. Right? (laughs) Right? So this step, you're basically, you're kind of like being an investigator. You're, you're listing your beliefs, you know, like I believe he should be acknowledging me right now, like for example. Mm -hmm. And, and then you ask yourself, is that a hundred percent accurate? And you do that with all of your beliefs. You really give yourself your enough time to list all of the beliefs that are in your mind. And you ask yourself, is that belief 100% accurate? Most of the time, in fact, all of the time, I have never, all I've the time, never yeah. found a time, I've never found it where you can't find at least one belief that isn't 100% accurate. And that opens up an opportunity for you because your story that you had, you know, a few minutes before was solid. You were 100% right. They were 100% wrong. But now when you're doing this step, this uncover step, 
and you realize that at least one of your beliefs isn't 100% true, that opens up this opportunity to go to the next step, which is C for consider. And this is where mm. you can, I, I write in the book, like, con, like stretch your considering muscles in your brain. Just like, you know, if you take a yoga class and you stretch your legs or you're, and you're like, you haven't taken yoga in a while and you're really stretching, it and it's kind of hurts, you know, it's like we're yeah, doing the uh, same thing in this step where we're stretching the muscles of our brain to basically broaden our 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 vision of this story as much as we can and you make a long list and you don't have to marry all of these considerations but you do have to do the work to stretch your mind and see what other alternative perspectives are out there you know so you can say and i think that's the part where we really have to let go of the indignation or that self-righteousness and that's probably that one of the struggles as well is to say gosh well if it's not 100 percent correct and I got to consider this. And it's like, but come on now, James, you should feel vindicated. And it's like, well, and I think that's probably where they really feel like they are stretching is because they have to let go, or excuse me, they choose to let go of those self-indignation or self-righteous uh, feelings as well. Exactly. And just like the story that I had with my, my husband at the dinner table, you know, in that situation, I could have, I probably said, I don't remember, it's in the book, but it was something like, you know, I can consider he he can't read my mind right now and he does he doesn't know I'm looking for acknowledgement right like yeah. he has no clue he's like <laughs> but he should know <laughs> right he should know that's a belief that's uncover I know right <laughs> darn it <laughs> and then, is that true I don't know if he should know I don't know well, he should know yeah. you know he's just a guy maybe guys don't know this thing you know and <laughs> so anyway so in this step basically is where you get unstuck I mean this is really the end of the process yeah. but I added another step, which is K, and that represents OK. And this is where we really wrap up the, the practice, because what happens when we get stuck is there is a tendency for us to feel guilt or shame or embarrassment for mm. having gotten stuck in the first place. That's a really good point. So this last step, you basically offer yourself self-compassion. So I would say, for instance, Shira, you got stuck stuck on frustration and I forgive yourself like it's okay and then that wraps up the whole the whole um, process so that you don't get stuck on you know hurting yourself for having gotten stuck in the first place well, I, I, I think I really love this methodology. I think it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Like I said, you know, people come to someone like me as a quote unquote expert, but these tools and techniques are so practical and it's amazing that when they go through these types of, you know, just through this, this acronym, it really gives them that peace of mind. I really, really like the last part as well that have compassion for yourself because I, I completely agree when people do have, they struggle. A lot of times that's where their original core beliefs about themselves is, James, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did this or what is wrong with you those types of negative beliefs really can come in and then create a whole new version of something that you have to use this stuck methodology on as well so i really like to hear that you do wrap it up with compassion that it's okay you 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 made a choice you got you got out of it and that's the biggest part of it and you're now can make a, a healthier choice or maybe a more well-informed choice so i really like to hear that that's that is the last step that you have in your methodology yeah Thank you. De definitely, you can use this not only, I was giving examples with another person, but you certainly can do this with yourself because all of us trigger ourselves all of mm -hmm. all the time. You know, we might not be aware of it, but we do that. 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's very true. And so that it's, it's wonderful to hear that you add that in there. Unfortunately, Sarah, our time is up. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, about this amazing book, and maybe I'm gonna put you on the spot here, maybe even some coaching that you can do with them, where would they find this information online? So absolutely, I would love to hear from your listeners. My website is thestuckmethod.com. And my book can be purchased on Amazon and also on Book Depository. Wonderful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually put your book on my site as well. So jamesmilleratlifeology.com. If my listeners aren't able to find it on Amazon for whatever reason, just simply go to my website. Once again, jamesmilleratlifeology.com. And they can find Shira's book um, right there. And you can purchase it through Amazon. And you will be able to also contact Shira directly and, and work with her as well. Awesome. So Shira, thank you once again for being a guest on my show. It's been an absolute wonderful time talking with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.